This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Melro 210, a quarantine sideshow where we ask you to remain indoors. Yeah! But put on your sunscreen, because we're back at fucking high school at fucking long... It feels like it's <laughs> at long last, I have to say. You know, uh, if they would... If, I, if we could lift quarantine, but the, it stipulates that I have to go back to high school... I'm cool with it. <laughs> Dude, the world's oldest freshman. Oh, man. So the, Wait, so you're telling me the only way we can get out of quarantine <laughs> is to fucking pull a high school version of Billy Madison? Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. I see. Okay. <laughs> I think, I, you know, I think I would do some things right this time around. Yeah. You know? uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe hit the books. <laughs> oh, Eric- uh, I agree with you, Steve. Maybe I'd uh, hit the gym. <laughs> Eric, I like you in a contest against Bradley Woodford. <laughs> Uh, we're both Eric's and we both have weird (laughs) nuts Uh, I do want to wish everybody a happy Memorial Day I hope you're enjoying your sad hot dogs uh, wherever you may be having them I also uh, do want to you know obviously wish uh, any service members listening because I know a a whole ton of you do thank you for what you do Uh, so happy Memorial Day to everybody and these disembodied voices you're hearing are my good friends Christopher Cabin Uh, 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 Eric Siska it me I'm not going to step on it, so I'll introduce myself first, which I should have done. I'm Steven Sadak, <laughs> and here comes Andrew Jupin. Yo! There it is. That's for the service members. All right, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they really appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Like, oh, you know, some, some guy is, like, in Iraq, tearing up, like, thank no, thank you. No, thank you for what you do. Uh, thank <laughs> you for being a Fat drunk idiot on this podcast. No, not everybody knows what it's like to be and now fat at thirty-eight. <laughs> not everybody knows. Uh, we are talking about the gentle art of listening. A uh, the ninth episode or tenth episode. Hulu listens the tenth, but it's really the ninth because the, the way they fuck up the pilot. Right. The ninth episode of, of Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Original air date December the sixth, nineteen ninety. I, and I, I do the beginning of this episode just filled me with like, oh, thank God we're back in high school. Like, I, I just feel like the last two weeks, especially last week with the Cindy nonsense uh, and the week before with the Jackie nonsense. It's been like a lot of parent stuff. And now, yeah. like, <laughs> you don't kids... say, Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot we got. Uh, and also, uh, James Eckhouse credit only, as we know. 
Yeah, Cabin, did that do anything for your fucking blood pressure this it, week? It, it was much better until I found out what Brenda was doing. <laughs> yes. You know, I would take, I, I'll take Jim over the over the kids, over the entire premise of the show. <laughs> I don't Dude, know so, about that. So what you're saying, Eric, is that you would appreciate another Aaron Spelling spinoff just called Jim. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> I would watch, I'd be watching Jim. But like, here's the thing about Jim, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's, nothing has changed for the Walshes, like everyone is, no one's divorced, no one's died or anything like that. It's just a show where you see what Jim Walsh is doing on all those business trips. Absolutely, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Him like getting a cocktail on a plane and like sending it back. Yep. Like being a real piece of shit. And you can see like those power walks he does in that suit, do the for whole thing. For some reason, he always has the same pilot and that's like his buddy at all these airports. <laughs> Or, you know, other Savinoff idea, it's Jim, uh, you know, it's after the events of everything, and now he's just a keyboardist in a nightclub. He's got oh, that Casio with him. After yeah. the events of everything? <laughs> no. I, I, like, well, like yeah. he leaves, what's her name, Cindy? He Cindy. leaves Cindy? I, I do, I, I want to ask a question, because uh, we, we're loving this Melrose 210 a little bit too much. We're, we're already talking about how we might continue this after quarantine, yada, yada. We're not sure. Nothing is nothing set in stone. But I don't think we're going to get, even no matter what we do, I don't think we'll ever get to the end of this thing. Where right. we, uh, so do you guys want to know what, how they write Jim and Cindy off the show in like season seven? Or Ab- um, absolutely. Yes. Fiery car crash? <laughs> <laughs> Jim accepts a job in China. No. What? And they go the wall. They, they're like, we just need these old people out of here. Get them to China. Dude, so, wait a second. <laughs> I like, knew it. I it, knew it. It was just like, what is the location that we can guarantee we will never see these people again? Oh, I know. China. <laughs> Look, Cindy, I've been made fun of ev- by everybody in America. Okay? We got to go to a new country and I'll get made fun of there. Uh, that's what kind we, of job? What, what, the, what is this? I'm sure, not for nothing, that there's perfectly qualified accountants in China. What do you need him for? No, he's a keyboardist sensation. Oh, dude, that's right. It's kind of like you know, so, some uh, jazz musicians are huge in Japan. Right. J- Jim Walsh, keyboardist, big in China. Right. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, mean, I have to look this up now because I want to make sure I'm not getting this wrong. No, that's fine. Um, you know, so he could do like, um, okay, so he's got a, like a tour going on. He's playing. Yeah. Shanghai, Guilin, uh, Beijing. There's a whole, there's a big controversy because while he's over there, uh, he is asked to play a show in Hong Kong. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I got it wrong. He they <laughs> they moved to Hong Kong, which is a little more. Uh, oh, they do move to Hong Kong. Yeah, okay, moved. that's right. Okay, okay, but okay. Even still, pretty far from Beverly Hills. Was, Absolutely. No, that's too bad because I was about to uh, presuppose a scenario where Jim Walsh urinates on the Great Wall of China. <laughs> You know what? It gets into a, it it's gets a hop, a skip, and a jump, yeah. Eric. You it's, can do that's that. That's true. Maybe on a vacation he does that, and he gets in a little hot water. You know, it, it <laughs> sounds bad, but honestly, if I had Brendan for a son, that's what I'd do, too. <laughs> yeah. Get myself to Absolutely. Hong Kong and, like, no, you don't got to visit Thanksgiving. Let's go with your girlfriend's family. Oh, Bren- you know, Brenda, too. Brenda is a yes. piece of shit in this episode. She is. She's really shitty. Uh, so this episode, we start with, a pep rally again. I, I felt really like happy to be back at this high school. Uh, is this Outcast we're listening to? It sounds like it. It does. But it's got to be fake music again, though. No, oh, no this it, is licensed. Yes, of course. No, no. I, I, yeah, that's a good point. Like, why would you? 
not why would you take out whatever bullshit song and then put on an outcast song yeah no it's got to be someone just trying to sound like the yeah. two of them or something it's a like cast that. out or something so the, <laughs> i will actually read off uh wow whoa all right so um there's uh the first song uh, soundtrack credits are get up before the night is over which is a tektronic song there's something called since i met you ba- baby uh by ivory joe hunter Devil or Angel by The Clovers, and Chocolate by The Time. And now this is all uh, 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 whatever was on the original episode. Not a, You'll never know what's on Hulu. You'll never know. Right, yeah, no, and I, of those groups, I've heard of The Time. Well, yeah, I guess uh, Prince was involved. He wrote this song called Chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's his band. Yeah, no, I, The Time. I had no, I had, you know what? I didn't know that. Oh, uh, man. By the way, this pep rally thing, it's to celebrate uh, what they're calling grudge night grudge week my friend it's a whole week of grudging <laughs> oh that's right yeah but like what like is it is it it's not like a spirit week thing it's not leading to a homecoming or is it here's oh. the grudge night my new favorite <laughs> holiday it is a spirit thing what happens is for one week j horror is legal the grudge <laughs> monsters come out that makes sense yes i think that's good no it's yeah so it's 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 our hated rivals at Beverly High uh, are we have a week of events wherein we grudge them stuff. And it's you, we're watching the, the pep rally go. Brandon makes eyes with this cheerleader who becomes very important in the episode for yeah. a second. And then he makes eyes with this weird freshman that's like stalking him kind of and, in this episode. And he is outraged. He is. I mean, <laughs> He's so pissed off that this girl is looking at him. You know it what? You know what? Incredible. Nope, 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 nope. You are uh-huh. fucking you are fucking sure. 100% wrong here and I will uh-huh. tell what? I will tell you fucking why. Okay. Because he is like later talking to Cindy about this and he's like, "Mom, this 14-year-old girl has a crush on me and I'm really uncomfortable about it." You know what, dude? Good for you. Not taking any notes from fucking Jake over at Melrose Place. <laughs> that's well, a fair he, point. Well, ignore it. Just ignore it. Yes, it's that's just true. a little girl looking at you once in a while. What the fuck is but wrong with you? What's Brandon's age supposed to be? 15, 16? Yeah. No, he's at least 17 years old. I don't no. know about 17. No. Well, because also there is something coming up wherein this season, I think they're juniors and then they're juniors again. Uh, yes. uh-huh. I th- or, or no, maybe they're sophomores. And they're so- they, they they kind of repeat twice to just sort of keep everybody in high school for a little longer because the show's Jim, more successful. Jim, they shit the bed with the grades. They gotta repeat. They gotta repeat. All right, kids, one more shitty school year like this, and I swear I'm shipping you to Hong Kong. <laughs> Brendan, a D minus in English? Aren't you supposed to be a journalist? What the fuck am I spending money for? We got to talk about Brandon's hat. In this thank opening. you. Thank it's... you. Because before he locks eyes with that cheerleader and before he locks eyes with that 14-year-old girl, somewhere along the way, he locked eyes with one of the worst hats I have ever seen in my life. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a statement piece. It's a, like a, a proto-Kangle. Yeah, it is. It's a very proto-Kangle, but it's got like a, a thick band thing it, going it, on. It sort of looked like, and I know it's not, but it just the second I saw it, it reminded me of... The hat that Jack Nicholson wears to the art museum in Batman. <laughs> yes, yes, actually, yes. you're right. Lawrence, Lawrence music <laughs> for this grudge week. Uh, and Speaking you know, of Prince. I think we'll that's probably, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll just go through this whole episode all the way through without doing a plot, b plot, because they're all kind of together. A yeah, little bit. I uh, will say just real quickly: the the 14 year old girl, the character's name is Lucy. The actress is Heather Hopper, who was. 
Nikki on Good Morning Miss Bliss, the proto Saved by the Bell, and she was uh, not one of the characters brought on to Saved by the Bell. She mm. kind of has a, an accursed career a little bit, sadly. Like, she was in True Beverly Hills. Congratulations. Oh, also with Donna. <laughs> Donna's in that movie. <laughs> um, yada, yada, yada. But then, like, you know, she... she you know, she, when, you, when, you, when you say thank the troops, you're kind of thanking Donna a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Donna in this episode. But I do want to say... Her career kind of shits the bed, and she winds up, like, going away for 10 years. She winds up being in an, in an Elvira movie, uh, which is fine. Oh, Mi- yeah, that's where I know her. I Mistress just watched of the that dark? movie. Yeah. No, Cabin, I don't think she's in Mistress of the Dark. It's some other thing from, like, 2001. Oh, oh Jesus. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's like Elvira. Hold on, I'll pull it up right now. I'm looking at it. It's Elvira. Elvira keeping the lights on. Elvira's Haunted Hills from 2001. Oh, what yeah. the fuck is that? Uh, it's keeping the lights on, dude. You know what? what? You know, just put us in an Elvira movie at this point. Sure, and, and Chris Cabana is Elvira. Yeah. And I'm going to skip the fir- the one I want to talk about. Uh, she's in something called a TV show called Mismatch as Coffee House Cashier. Ooh. She was in an episode of Passions as surrogate candidate number one. And- oh. And the thing that I would just take umbrage with as an actress and just talk to the showrunner, she's in The Shield in an episode call, uh, called Cherry Poppers as Two-Bit Whore. Um, <laughs> what? Like, I, again, like, I'd be like, hey, dude, I, this is my resume. Would you mind? Can we just call me prostitute number two? Is that bump okay? me up to one-bit whore? <laughs> Like oh yeah. Wait, so like a so two bit whore, so she's like bad at being a whore? Or I it's like know. a fake whore? That or sounds I, I, like a line a of cheap, dialogue that was thrown cheap. at her. Yes. Yeah, the two bit means cheap. Okay, uh, okay. Like it's, it's from the oh, English two bits. bits. Oh, so yes. one oh. bit would be even cheaper, I guess. Uh, Can I be a four bit whore? <laughs> How about eight? a pound? Once you uh, get, once you become an eight bit whore, you could fuck Mario. Yeah. <laughs> oh and then she, and then she retired from acting, which makes a good deal of sense. Um, so it doesn't help that she looks like the girl from Sleepaway Camp, by the way. She does, and she also kind she, of does, yeah. The, and the, you know, the the cheerleader uh, played by Lisa Dean Ryan uh, as Bonnie was Doogie Howser's love interest for the for the whole absolutely front of that show. Oh. And, and I want to say, oh, may, I, I might be getting this wrong, but I think she is the girl that. Uh, Doogie's parents go out of town. I'll never forget this episode because it was one of those like little kid things, right? Uh, this episode where his parents go out of town or something like that, and he invites her over, and they're like making out in uh, the Hauser's hot tub, and uh oh, caught in the act. Oh yeah, nice. I mean it must be because she was his girlfriend, so that's mm-hmm. how that worked. Look, um, if the guy's saving lives, let him get a little. <laughs> I mean, he, he is a doctor, dude. Please. He's well, pulling he, no, 60 he, hours a week at the ER. He just wanted to get caught. It's part, part of a fetish. Oh. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we're walking around. Um, Steve Sanders and Dylan, welcome back to the fucking show, oh, Barry. I know. Uh, talk too to little. Brett. Yes, way <laughs> of course. too little. It's two scenes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fine of it. Cabin, unless there's an episode of this show where every single line of dialogue is uttered by Luke Perry, it's too little Dylan. Oh, man, I would like a monologue episode. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> there is an episode, I believe, later on wherein Dylan is talking to his younger self, which is D- Luke Perry in a baseball hat, and you'll, you'll enjoy that episode. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> you'll enjoy that episode. Um so oh, one more, one more uh, Spirit Day thing here we got to talk about because it's... Uh, 
one of two times in this episode he fucking grossly humiliates himself in public. David Silver yes. like has gotten the gig the gig as the new radio DJ for West Beverly. And so as such, I guess along with that is like now you're the MC for certain school events, including this thing. And he's like broadcasting a prank call with Scott, and then like Scott tries to fucking take the wheel and totally botches it and is just humiliated. Yeah, he like picks up the phone when it was on speaker or something, like makes this crazy feedback on the entire school's like my ears. <laughs> Oh, I hope that kid shoots himself in the face someday. <laughs> I'm surprised Steve Sanders doesn't say that. <laughs> uh, but Steve explains what Grudge Week is. It's a week of uh, events that happen at school cool. against hated Beverly High. And he's like, yeah, man. And it's a, it's a week of fucking. It is a week of debauchery. <laughs> it's a week wherein younger girls go up to the older guys. And Dylan shows up. And it's kind of weird where, where uh, Brandon's like, dude, I didn't think you'd be into this thing. He's like, I don't know. What can I say, Brandon? I'm into the younger ladies. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of weird. <laughs> kind of weird. Um, and then Brenda and Kelly. Uh, Kelly's like, let's get, fuck this. Kelly and Donna are like, fuck this is, this is nonsense. Let's go shopping, which makes Brenda very upset. I guess. It's very interesting to me, and I guess I never thought about it, but it's interesting how they have characters like Kelly and Donna who you would assume... Uh, would be all for, like, I'm going to be on the cheerleading squad, ooh, football players, this, that, and the other thing. And I actually found it kind of refreshing that they were like, hey, this is fucking dumb. Let's go to the mall. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point because, like, she mentions, like, oh, I, I maybe wanted to have joined the cheerleading group. And it's I guess the, this group, like Kelly Garth, uh, is that right? No, Kelly Taylor, Jenny yep. Garth plays her, right? Yes. yes. Yep. That whole friend group, they're not popular. They're like quasi popular. They're not like the upper echelon, I guess. Yeah, it's that's the that odd thing. Yeah, of like they're so like hyper rich and out of it that they're like, yeah, just not involved with your what would be like the traditional cast system in a high school, right? Right, where it's like the jocks and cheerleaders were on their whole thing. Wealth can buy you out of anything. <laughs> it's just it's 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 fascinating that they don't have those characters be interested in that at all. So Brandon comes home. Cindy is like making, I mean, roasting a whole turkey for I don't even know who. Like I, I've never understood. It's grudge giving. <laughs> grudge giving <laughs> oh my god that was i think the original title for festivus by the way was grudge giving yeah we uh, cook a pigeon on the quad it's uh, we all eat it at the same time you'll oh, never survive disgusting. grudge giving <laughs> um so like yeah she, she's and she, you know brandon explains his problem it's amazing brenda just comes in and it's not even like she's slamming the door in tears she's just sort of like hey brenda she's like hi like kind of huffy and walks yeah. storms off to her room and then like sydney's like god i hate that bitch and it's like <laughs> it's like everything has to stop for everyone to fucking hate like can brenda just be in a sort of bad mood a little it's, bit i know and it's so fucked up because like cindy also she's like you know i swear to god that girl waits for your father to go out of town on business and then acts like an absolute wretched bitch to me <laughs> and brandon's like don't worry mom i got it i'll fucking jump on the grenade that is brenda i'm on it cindy <laughs> she just starts smoking <laughs> Every fucking time, your fucking father. He's a goddamn house. She starts. It would be awesome if they uh, pulled that gag from The Simpsons and like she takes a sip of wine and it's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, so, you know, Brandon comes up and this is the whole scene where she's like, you know, I just 
I like I like Kelly and Donna. They're they're sort of my best friends. You know, I Kelly and who's that other girl? Oh yeah, I guess it's Donna. You gotta say Donna. D O double N A Donna. We're phasing out Scott and bringing in Donna. Doug Emerson's like, what? <laughs> Dude, it just, you cut to next week's episode. It's Tori Spelling in a Lakers cap hanging out with David in the DJ booth. You know, Donna, you've always been my best friend. That's right, Scott. Or whatever. Or whatever you know. um, so, uh, but she's, you know, I, I, lo- I love them. They're some of my best friends, but, you know, they're just a little shallow. And Brandon's like, well, you know, you could just uh, join up with Andrea. She does this teen rap line where, you know, for uh, for troubled teens, it'll, It'll give you some purpose. And then and it's always the same thing. It's like Andrea Zuckerman. I'm like, what's the problem there? <laughs> I don't and like just the way, like the distaste in the way they spit out this woman's <laughs> yeah. Jewish name. It's insane, dude. Like, oh, Andrea, Andrea <laughs> Zuckerman. You're it just would, like, man. It would make so much more sense if there was another Andrea that was popular or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If they knew another one, so they <laughs> yeah. had to fucking clarify. But she's the only Andrea. Uh, <laughs> so she, but she reluctantly agrees. The next day, she goes up to Andrea. Andrea, not exactly in my top ten this week. Nope, uh, nope. <laughs> you can fucking flush this girl this week, man. The oh, condescending nature here. There's no winners in this episode. No. Everyone no, is nobody, awful. No, nobody I, comes out clean. Uh, You're right, uh, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. Actually, oh, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, yep, yep. Dylan was is trying to dip into those freshman ladies, which that's you, true. You know, so it's. I think it's a thing where Dylan's telling these fucking dudes what they want to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't, he's a people you don't, pleaser. You don't see him doing anything. I mean, he's out of the episode after like one more, you know, scene with him. <laughs> Uh, and like, when you're next to the fucking moral void that is Steve Sanders, I'll take Dylan true. any day. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Steve Sanders is a moral void, but we are we're squeaking him up a little bit. He's just sort of casual. He's not ag- antagonistic to Brandon this week. He's hanging out with Dylan a little bit. He's he's being nice to Scott and Scott and David. I think someone in the writers room was like, uh, Steve, a little too evil. Yeah, let's let's tone that down a bit. Yeah, guys, I, I called this meeting today because I have to tell you, the way we have been positioning this Steve Sanders character, not a fan favorite. Guys, I got to tell you, we cannot have Steve be the rapist in this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's how we originally wrote it, but we have to get it out of here. You know who could be, baby Donna. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. It's an interesting turn. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Brenda's like, hey, uh, Brandon said that you run this teen line or you're part of this teen line. Would you mind uh, letting me know about it? And she's like, I don't know, Brenda. It takes a lot of dedication to be part of the teen line. It's so insane. Like, someone says, I want to help out at this crisis line. And they're like, oh, do you? That's adorable. And also, especially because, fuck you, Andrea. I see right through that shit, dude. You are doing this because, oh, it'll look good on a college application. There is no genuine shit about this person. It is all, I am doing all of these extracurriculars so it looks good so I can get into Harvard. She doesn't care about the people on this suicide line. She doesn't at all. She only cares about the rules. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. She's a real rule meister. So we cut to the, the crisis center. Andrea is there. Uh, Brenda is not allowed to answer the phone in their first three months. You know, it's like a trainee period, which makes a ton of sense. Even though Absolutely. I'm, I, I don't know, even three months sounds a little short. Three but these, a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe like just see how it goes a couple of times. I mean, because they even have like you see the woman who's the like adult moderator of it, and she's got like a stack of flashcards, mm. you know, so like you can be guided through a conversation. I'm sure there's like a packet, like a script that they have. I was like three months. It's a coat. You got a co- like a, uh, it's in like boiler room. You yell "Recco" when somebody wants to commit suicide, um, and then. <laughs> There's a big uh, red light. She has to take over the phone kind of a thing. Sure. How yeah. many times a week am I coming in for this training? <laughs> yeah, that's... What the well, fuck that's, is going on here? Well, that's the weird thing, too. It doesn't seem like it's once a week. She's coming in every night. Uh, yeah, it's like three nights in a row. Yeah. Until 10 p.m. At, and also after, because Brenda wants to hang out and talk to this um, a girl who has problems. Um, so she winds up... Uh, we, we do see some really we were watching the teen line in action oh uh, yeah we are dude my <laughs> biggest heartiest laugh of the episode anybody see this girl and i want I, I want this shirt this fucking awesome soviet shirt she had rocking yes i saw that that was crazy there yeah. are some crazy shirts in this episode i have to say uh we'll get to them as they come along but that was what i was like "Ooh, hammer and sickle shirt nice and like yeah. this, you hear like one guy be like oh you you uh, you should tell her how you feel and blah 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 and this that the other thing and then they cut to Andre and Andre is like, listen, about fifty percent of our calls are guys who have been caught masturbating by their sister or mother. <laughs> oh my god, dude, I lost my mind laughing. Because <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. Yes, that's horribly embarrassing, but like, worthy for a call to yeah. the helpline? Uh, maybe get a separate line. Yeah, <laughs> one line is dedicated to guys who get like caught masturbating by their sisters or mothers My or grandmothers. Like, are they masturbating while they call? <laughs> yeah, well, a little bit. I got I a mean, whole separate line. That's I, even for that. Five calls a night, by the way. It's crazy. Hey, uh, I got caught masturbating to a woman that sounds an awful lot like you. Tell me I've been bad. <laughs> uh, welcome to the caught in the act hotline. Kind uh, of take. Uh, what, what, what are you doing? You got it in your hand or what? <laughs> got it in your hand. <laughs> They're inventing JOI, dude. <laughs> um, so. no, 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 Brenda, you're not following the rules. You got to start by saying, "Are your pants off?" Look, before we we, we move you over to the suicide rape line, we you have to do the jerking off line for a little bit. <laughs> it just it's a softball. You just go through it. It's easy script. Look, Brenda, all you have to do is stay on the phone and do your best to not laugh at them. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, Chris, it's two softballs. A call. Uh-huh. And also, uh, by the way, unless they want you to laugh at them, then you, you'll sure. figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> It's so small. Um, so <laughs> he said, "I helped him shoot." Did I do good? <laughs> um, oh so that's kind of you know a, a rousing round of teen line stuff. Everyone's like, "Ah, see," and this this moderator is like, "All right, great job tonight, uh, everybody." It's ten o'clock. Time to close up. Uh, I'm sorry, Kelly calls in the middle of this, and she's like, "Oh, oh my, man, oh my god." Donna, the word is Donna. Because <laughs> she's like, oh my God, Donna wants to get a nose job and her mom is freaking out, Brenda. And uh, uh, Andrea's like, of course, she's taking personal calls. I cannot believe it. <laughs> and she's like, oh no, Kelly's my ride, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm just trying to figure that out. And Kelly's like, I'll pick you up at 10. There's a weird thing, though, where like this. Like Andrea and the uh, woman who's helping supervise the crisis line are both staring at her yes. because she's gotten this phone call. They watch the entire phone call, and Brenda's excuse is like, oh, it was my ride. They needed the address. And I'm like, 
but you didn't say an address. <laughs> yeah. That my, is yes. a bad lie. My wife pointed that out too and was screaming about it. <laughs> um, so whatever, they closed down the teen line um, for the night. Uh, Andrea, and I mean, this is where I give Andrea a little leeway. She takes this shuttle bus. You know, it's like 10 o'clock at night. She's taking the shuttle bus to another public bus. She's getting home at like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning every <laughs> night. Probably, but she's also right here trying to sniff out to see if she can get a ride from Brenda because she's like, so is uh, Brandon picking uh, you right, up? Yeah. You know, like, oh, can I fucking abuse this dude and get a ride out of him? But she's, no, but she's all, you know, it's, we all know what's going on there. She's like, sure. Tell Brandon I said hi. Did you, hey, hey, Brenda, nice to see you. Did you tell Brandon I said hi last night? <laughs> <laughs> she calls it like three o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Brenda, it's Andrea. Great job with the team line. I, I can't. Uh, did, did you happen to tell Brandon I said hi? And what did he say back? <laughs> look, uh, look, Brenda, uh, we can forget what you did wrong here. This is fine. I just need a, a pair of your brother's tidy whities <laughs> Use preferred. Yeah. Oh. Skid mark edition. <laughs> oh, come on. Just in an envelope. Just make it cautious and then nothing happened. All under the rug. Uh, but Kelly does not show up on time. And Brenda goes back into the teen office to call uh, to call Kelly to see what's going on. She does. Uh-oh. And this is when the, uh, a stranger calls back. Because she gets a, <laughs> uh, she gets a call from this woman. Uh, named Bonnie, we'll find out his name, Bonnie, who is, uh, we'll find out is the cheerleader. And it's a real whodunit of, it's like, uh, you know, she, she, she's very upset, distraught. She's talking about, like, you know, it, what happens if you tell a guy to stop and he doesn't? And right. following know, it up with, how do you know if you've been raped? And yeah. I have to say, here's the thing like, you're dealing with this, it's, it's, you know, Interesting to see a show like this tackling a subject like this in, I guess, the way that it does. But, man, you know, you got to dial it back on the soap opera music cues right yes. here. Like, yeah. because when the girl on the phone is like, how do you know if you've been raped? Like, the swell of it, this orchestra. I was like, what the fuck's going on? The, the thing is, it's not a soap opera set. It's like X-Files music. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> found the human, like, fucking uh, monster in the toilet. And, like, It is. It's eerie, creepy music. It's, you're expecting, like, the fucking scream guy to call a little bit. Oh, fuck, yeah, it would be great if that guy called in. I, I can't the, get anyone to play a game with me. I think the cigarette-smoking man was on that shuttle bus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andrea, how's it going? Would you like one of my Morley cigarettes? <laughs> Eugene Toombs as well. Oh, yeah, sure, all the fucking X-Files highlights are on there, dude. Dude, a fucking shuttle bus. You know what, dude? Quarantine or no, no shuttle buses for this gentleman. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Um, so, you know, Brent is very distraught and, and brenda's doing a terrible job too she's like so what high school you go to what's your name what's your last name and she's like well I, i'm not gonna tell you this is a, can i be anonymous she's like, of course you can blah, blah, blah. So she's very distraught the next day she goes to andrea for help she's like fuck this is a situation like i need an adult here andrea's been doing it a long time and she's like so andrea uh so about last night she's like don't worry, Brenda. If you want to quit because you're a dumb fucking airhead, I'm yep. not going to judge you, you fucking idiot baby. <laughs> yep. Could not believe it, dude. Could not believe the condescension. Like, huh, what a surprise. You're quitting after the first day. No big deal, though. Ugh. Andrea. Uh, I do want to say, though, Steve, I don't want to miss something I thought was quite fantastic. Uh, at, at that first scene of the phone call, 
after uh, uh, you know the girl hangs up or whatever, Kelly comes in and Brendan's very uh, Brenda's very distraught, uh, and they're sitting there talking in the counseling center for a second. Did everyone catch the leather tassel jacket that oh, Kelly is wearing? Sure. It's an Ultimate Warrior special for sure. Oh my god, dude! It looks <laughs> like the. Did anybody see the movie Deerskin that just came out with Jean Dujardin? Uh, no. no. Holy! No. It, it is the jacket from that movie. <laughs> like no, it, it was freaking me out. Also. Didn't seem like a thing that Kelly Taylor would be wearing, the whole, like, urban cowboy thing. <laughs> yeah, it's in this week. Um, we, we also cut to the peach pit, by the way, speaking of last yes. night. Oh. Um, and, you know, Brandon, and again, I'm just happy to be back at the peach pit. You know what I mean? Again, we're not in some fucking adult lounge. Uh, and no, like, the second I saw that sign, dude, it was like a warm bath. Like, ah, the peach pit. Just, just get to see Brandon working and, like, clean up some dishes. And then from the back, you hear Neko, oh, yeah. Oh yeah! Dude, oh. The, re- the reaction of these customers sitting at the diner like counter—it's like, oh, what a quiet night at the Peach Pit. Here's your pie, sir. Oh, are you done with that coffee, ma'am? Oh, oh, oh! How's your side salad? Oh, oh! Hey, Nat, are you uh, calling the hotline again? I can rig them up for you. They use the Beulah bu- base as a toilet. <laughs> uh, Yes, uh, before you ask, yes, Nat is getting pegged in the back there. Um, just letting you know. Just another Tuesday night at the Peach Pit. Um, he does come back. Uh, he goes, Brandon goes to see what's the matter. And it looks like Matt Nat's getting pegged, by the way. Yes, it, it, does, it definitely yeah. does, dude. Yeah. And it's this like attractive woman named Nina uh, is giving him a massage. And he's like, oh, Brandon. This is the best I've felt in years, not since my R and R in Bangkok. And I'm like, what? dude, hey, buddy, dude, the, yeah, it's some line, line. And I was like, what the fuck did he just say? I had to go to Bangkok after I kept on crashing Grudge Week trying to pretend <laughs> I'm a fucking senior. It didn't go too well. No, yeah, ba- uh, Bangkok. That's where I learned about pegging. You got to open your mind sexually, Brandon. <laughs> you have to try everything. All the fruits of life. Oh, that's great, Mr. Nat. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nat. <laughs> um, so Mr. Nat is like, oh, you know, yeah. Oh, Brandon, this is just so great. Nina, This woman, Nina, is like, yeah, I'm doing acupressure. It's like a cousin of acupuncture, but it's all sensual with the pushing with your fingers and not needles. And Brandon's like, oh. Fuck, I would be too, man. Oh, the sure. description of this thing, Jesus Christ. It's very sexy, and he's just like, yeah. It, that's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it at work, and it's fucking great. I'm like, Brendan, Brendan, get out of here. Brendan, get out of here. Brendan, make yourself useful. Get me a new pair of pants and boxes. And boxes. You know the kind that I like. <laughs> Look, it's a lot of fluid, okay? Just get me the pants and boxes. He's wringing it out into a dish. Oh, <laughs> Come on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So it's okay, to... Mr. Uh, I'll serve it to Mr. Danzel, Mr. Dan. <laughs> oh, that poor lonely fuck. I got a feeling Mr. Danzel fucking waltzed off this mortal coil already, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's probably never coming back, right? No, that, no. That, that midterm he gave was the last test he ever administered to a student class. Um, buried in a cheap suit. Um, yeah, that was his come... last will and testament. <laughs> nice. Uh, I know, I, I meant to do a bad one. No, you know what, though, dude? I'll take that as opposed to Nat <laughs> wringing out his cum in the dishwasher. Hey, I never said that dirty word. I'm done saying that yeah, yeah, word. Of course it is. All right, someone on the internet yelled at you. That's right. 
So some uh, Nina comes out to the front uh, area and she's like, oh, hey, Brandon, you know, if you're oh, no, she just said, Brandon, you're next kind of a thing. Yeah. So we cut the next we cut to the next day. And Brandon uh, is this. I love how like it's just it's the perfect situation. It's Brenda dealing with a, a real crisis. So a girl is getting raped. And Brandon's like, dude, I got fucking fingered at the peach pit last night, bro. <laughs> Uh, and Steve Sanders is just like, oh, wow, it sounds really sexy. So did you, did you score or what? And he's like, no, she's like old. She's like 23 or something. He's like, Brandon, you blew it. This lady wants to fuck you. Dude, it's ridiculous. The line that he has here he's, that really entices Steve Sanders, he's like, and then she started rubbing the balls. Ellipses, ellipses, <laughs> ellipses of my feet. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, and Steve doesn't do this. You mean the balls? Of your feet? <laughs> uh, it's great because um, she's supposed to be this older woman. We find out later that she w- worked at the Peach Pit. She's, she's graduated high school. She's done all this stuff. And, like, it's, it's really obvious. And this is the problem, too. Like, when you have everyone's supposed to be different ages, quote, unquote. And, like, Andrea looks so much older than this woman. And I looked at the, the, the yeah. ages. She's, like, at least nine years older than this actress. Oh, Come man. On. And it's like, dude, you know, that's the problem. When you hire fucking 40-year-olds to play 20-year-olds, when you have to hire somebody to play a 23-year-old, they should obviously be 50. Yeah, and, <laughs> and like, that, that's it's, – it's fascinating, this whole thing, because, like, you can only – skew that shit so much because otherwise the Nat's just a college student. Look, we gotta bite the bullet here. We gotta get Estelle Getty to play Nina. <laughs> oh shit, I'd love that actually. It's the only thing that makes sense because yeah, and the other thing too is like what, and it is weird for a 23 year old to hook up with a 16 or 17 year old and if you saw them in the street you'd be like wow, that is a huge age difference but it's not here because they look the same age because they probably are. Yes, uh, uh, absolutely. Also, real quick thing, it's like there's only like an A plot and a B plot in this episode, but then there's also way down, there's like a G plot, and that is Cindy Walsh volunteering at the recycling center. Yes, Dude, you yes. know what? Thank you for hitting the G plot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I knew that would open it up for someone uh, to say good, that. Good. Not yeah, shocked Cindy, that it yes. was you. It's like Cindy now needs something to do because Jim is presumed dead wherever on whatever business trip he's on. And Brenda's now like doing stuff and uh, Brandon's out there working and trying to get laid. It's just funny because she's like, oh, Brenda, you inspired me. Your father and I are so happy that you're working at this crisis center. What a great thing to do. I'm taking a note out of your playbook, and I'm volunteering at the recycling center. And I was like, I don't know, man. In my town, the recycling center was just the fucking dump. (laughs) And and the garbage man took the recycling to the dump along with the garbage. So I don't know what this lady's doing at this recycling center. Is, is, Is she actually just recycling? Yeah, I, I, it's I, a I, new. Th- it was a new thing at the it time. Was like a and fad. What's, what's also a fad? Yeah. What's <laughs> funny too is Bre- Brenda's like, "Oh, maybe I could." And she's like, "No, positions filled." He's <laughs> 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 <is> right. taken. Because <laughs> yeah, Brenda's looking to get out of the teen line. Obviously, cause she's really distressed by what she heard. It's like, "Oh, maybe I could." Do- no, Brenda. No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I already asked Brenda. They said uh, no more people. 
Yeah, you know, she's probably not even volunteering at anything. She's just going out with that guy Wayne or whatever. His name oh, was. Glenn. She's just yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, big dick Glenn. Of course. <laughs> yeah, we're just a week removed, essentially, right? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Glenn has got all this old newspaper at his house <laughs> and used condoms <laughs> and like half drunk bottles of wine. It's just been a wild week for Cindy. Because actually, yeah, you're right. Later on. Wait, 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 wait. Why does he need a bunch of old newspapers? Is he pissing on the floor? No, because she's bringing them under the under the auspice that she's recycling. Oh, recycling the newspapers. Oh, I see. They put them up over the windows because their sexual sexual exploits get really fucking oh. wild. And I, thought, I thought Glenn was just like, man, I got to put newspaper down. I cannot stop pissing on my own floor like a dog. <laughs> He's not housebroken. Uh, <laughs> later, Brent, even Brandon gives her like some. He's expected to fuck Nina overnight, and he makes up all this bullshit excuse. And Cindy's like, "Yeah, whatever, sure, fine. Just don't, <laughs> don't worry what I'm doing at night. So you go do whatever you want." Boy, my teenage son spends an awful lot of time at the library in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'm just gonna go and take these eighty Diet Pepsi bottles uh, <laughs> off to get fucked. I mean, to the, the center, the center. I said, I'm going to the center. <laughs> I'm not having an affair. You're having an affair. Uh, so uh, that's kind of it. We go back to the the, the recycling set. Uh, the, the, the hot hotline um, where Brenda Brenda gets sort of outed here. Uh, Bonnie calls at like nine fifty five, and Andrea's like, "Oh, it's you know we're really close to closing up here, but I guess I can get do one more." And I'm like, "You fucking jerk." And here's the th- it's kind of weird because it's like, you know, I understand not everything can be, you know, 24 hours service, that kind of thing. But it's just odd that they are so strict to like, listen, motherfucker, this hotline for your help is open from 6 p.m. <laughs> to 10 p.m. Look at your fucking watch, you stupid asshole. 10.04, does it say? Fuck you, call back tomorrow. Look, who needs counseling after 10 p.m.? What kind of sicko are you? Why you fucking loser. Call back in the morning. And my wife pointed out, why don't you just shut down the line? <laughs> exactly. Yep. What the Turn fuck? on, let it go to the answering machine. Yes. It's like, you have called the such and such helpline, blibbity blob, like, you know. Y- you are cared about, like, do not, bu- bu- you know what, just yes. have a generic thing at night. I mean, yeah, like, if this is an emergency, call 911, what are those Absolutely. things? Yes. I mean, you never know when those calls are going to come in. That's why most of those kinds of hotlines are 24 hours now. But For well, sure. before that, and I get it, but just make sure somebody, something's there. <laughs> Uh, but so, uh, but it's actually this girl Bonnie again, and she's like, "Can I speak to Brenda?" And uh, Andrea's like, "Miss, miss, miss! Somebody this broke the rules! Somebody broke the rules!" Fucking tattletale narc overachiever. Uh, and you know, Brenda gets outed that she did this thing last night. But like, uh, what's her face is like the teacher is like, "Look," or the the supervisor is like, "Look." She only wants to talk to you. I'll be here the whole time, kind of a thing. So she talks to her. And she's like, it happened again. It got worse, and yada yada yada. And it's more of that fucking X Files music that pipes <laughs> up. You hear about this one, Scully? Jocks from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that movie one time, dude. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that all happens. And the teacher, it's, this is, and, and this is what pisses Andre off the most is that the supervisor's like, you know what, Brenda? You did a great job. And Andrea's yeah. like, oh, gosh, this is my thing. She waltzes in here with her perfect bangs and her fucking sexalicious brother thinking she could take over my racket in the call center. Uh, so whatever, uh, you know, Brenda and Andrea, uh, you know, they don't really mend here. Uh, 
Andrea this com- well, this is when they have the the conversation in the hallway where Andrea starts things off by like mildly gaslighting her. Oh, because, totally. Because she's like, you know, Andrea, you haven't given me a, a chance with the helpline. It wasn't my fault. This whole thing happened. She's like, Brenda, why would I want to put you down? <laughs> yes. Oh, and then Brenda fucking volleys back and is like, Andrea. How can you get away with being the editor of the school paper when you have such contempt for the student body? And I was like, great point. I mean, she picks up on the Zuckerman thing, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think she knows what's going yeah, on. Yeah, maybe that's true. <laughs> In this conversation, like the tail end of this conversation is cut off by like a bunch of, uh, you know, grudge week, celebratory, whatever, like comes through the hallway. Everybody's hooting and hollering, this, that, and the other thing. And this is, dude, the second of two times in this episode, Scott totally humiliated in public. He goes up to this girl, Lucy, who's been smiling at Brandon earlier in the episode, and is like, hi, Lucy. And the girl totally fucking runs away, and he just goes, oh, man, I hate being a freshman. Actually, Brandon considers it being assaulted with eyes. <laughs> I could get you arrested. Hey, you, hey. You're a creep, you know that? A fucking creep for just looking at me? Why don't you look somewhere else? Get your dirty brown eyes away from me, okay? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it is kind of great that Scott gets humiliated. Uh, and... You know, that's kind of moving on. We go back to the helpline. Uh, Brenda keeps expecting Buddy to call. She doesn't, and she forces Andre to go back afterwards. She's like, she calls after 10. We have to be there after 10. Uh, and she, sure enough, she does call, and this time this dude brought a friend, and, like, Brenda really is, and, and she's like, and I, I do understand, like, the need to be, like, try and push this woman to get help, but she's like, so, uh, what high school you go to? Oh, Grudge Week, huh? Sounds like West Beverly High. Uh, what? What's your name? Uh, what, what hair color is you? What, what's, what's your social security number? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not a safe space here. I know that's a, 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 a what do you call it? A, a, a derived term, but it's it is. You do well, need that to be able to get some help. I mean, it's supposed to be anonymous. You're supposed to call up and try to get some. De- and, and Brenda spends the rest of this episode trying to out this woman. Yeah, this is where I, you know, at the start of this episode, I was very much pro Brenda. Uh, anti-Andrea. I wound up being still very anti-Andrea okay. in this episode, but very anti-Brenda right here, uh, especially because there's she just eventually screams into the phone, I want to know who you are! <laughs> and I'm like, dude, antithesis of a helpline. Because <laughs> again, like you would, like, if you're... The point of this episode, sort of, is oh, it's cool, there's these, these, there's these hotlines if you're having a problem, you know, that's this very special episode part of it. But like, if everyone on the fucking other end is Columbo, I'm not going to call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, what's your name before you commit suicide? <laughs> oh, yeah, you, so you're gay, huh? Uh, what's your name, Tom? Uh, you're in my biology class. I'm going to tell everybody. Talk to you later. <laughs> oh, what's that? You uh, got caught jacking off. Okay. Uh, you know, I can help you with that. Okay. First of all, <laughs> take down your trousers. <laughs> uh, uh, one more question, please. Are you a pig? <laughs> Are you a little piggy that wants to be stepped on? <laughs> Take out your one-eyed monster, okay? I, you know, that's what they refer to me on set. <laughs> uh, excuse me, I gotta put you on hold one second. I gotta go out to the smoke shop and get another cigar. I mean, you're just you're just filthy. You're just a filthy little maggot. You should buy me stuff. Buy me a cigar. I'm gonna send you my Amazon wish list. <laughs> you're getting dumped by Colombo. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I could use some of that laundry. (laughs) 
It's it's Columbus Amazon wish list. It's all cigars and a trench coat. Ah, <laughs> uh, here's my cash me. <laughs> uh, so I wish uh, I could do that. Uh, call Columbo for phone sex, but he he passed sadly. <laughs> Sweet, before we could get him hired on the sex line. Um, so uh, you know that's kind of going on. Uh, Brandon, by the way, uh, goes up to Nat and he's like, "So what's a neatest deal?" And Nat says the mo- even more elliptical and creepy than the Bangkok line. He goes, huh, "All I can tell you, Brandon, is when she worked here, she was a wild child." Dude, <laughs> it's so insane. And like the start of that response really is the icing on the cake to the whole thing because he just because Brandon's like, "So what's the deal with Nina?" And he just goes, "Nina, <laughs> sweet Nina." <laughs> like he, he's holding those A's for a really long time. I mean, Brandon, you were here for the last time. I mean, back in the day, I had to wring out my pants and my shirt. <laughs> they were like, I guess they were fucking. Yeah, or- I mean. I- Yes. I guess it's, maybe it's because we all just watched Don's Plum yesterday. But, yeah, uh, coming soon to a side order of sleaze, by the way. It's also just the knowledge that I'm never going to have to watch that movie again. I'm elated. <laughs> yeah, a little, yeah, a little spring in my step. Uh, yeah, so like, um, but he's like, oh, you know, she's a wild child, blah, blah, blah. She toured Asia. And then Nina comes back and she's like, she's flirting with Brandon. She's like, you know, I'll... I went to the sensory deprivation tank, Brandon. Ooh, I took LSD and I came out a caveman. It was really, <laughs> it was really something, Brandon. I was hanging out with my good friend Bob Balaban. <laughs> uh, Altered States, great movie. But no, Absolutely. she's yeah. like, hey, you know, I have this new technique. I really want to try on somebody. It's like a whole a holistic rap or something. Herbal rap. Herbal rap. Dude, she's like telling him the process for like what goes into this, and <laughs> Jason Priestley is like melting on the other side of this counter, and like hanging on this every every word this woman has. She's like, first we fucking put all these essential oils on you, then we wrap you in plastic and let it set for a while, then we take that all off and we give you a shower while we rub in all these other soaps and nutrients. And this dude is like a cartoon wolf right now. <laughs> no, no, now, now slower, slower, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Okay, now. <laughs> hey, is that Nina? Nina, that's back here. <laughs> Nina! <laughs> One of my favorite moments of this episode is when Brandon is getting ready for this, like, big date, and he's just pouring on James Eckhouse's fucking cologne. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks a lot. I, I've always wanted to smell like my father. Heavy-duty AJ Soprano vibes going on. Yeah, here. definitely. <laughs> like, why would you want to smell like Jim? Especially, your, like, A, this girl presumably likes you. Like, you don't want to add cologne to the situation. She likes the way you smell, dude. Relax. Yeah, totally. Um, there is a scene between that. Just It's just because it's my favorite Luke Perry part of this whole episode, uh, which is... Brandon's asking Dylan, like, you ever been with an older woman? He's like, I never kiss and tell. Like, for, hey, first, you definitely do. Cut the, <laughs> shit. Cut the shit. And he's like, you know, like, just how do I how do I approach it? Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, and we're trying to keep this. We keep both Bonnie and Lucy, the actresses, in the, in the peripheries of the episode for a red herring situation. Yep. Uh, so Bonnie bumps into Dylan. And the line is totally, it's totally innocuous. It's just to keep her in our mind that she's going to be the woman at the end of the episode. But like Luke Perry has to say, no harm, no foul. Oh, no harm, no foul. Or, Hey, no harm, no foul. But he goes, no harm, no foul. I'm like, what? Yep. What in the world? How do you do that? You know what? We'll never know. We did not deserve that man. 
We definitely did it. We had an angel on Earth, Steve, and we we just we <laughs> let true. it slip through our fingers. Um, so. In in that scene, I just want to say because that scene goes into the scene where Cindy's like, uh, "Oh, I'm working at the recycling center," kind of a thing, and in. Those two sequences, Brandon's in both of them, I think, in one way or another. Or no, it's not the Recycling Center. It's Cindy uh, cooking that dinner, and Brendan. Brandon's like, uh, oh, I'm going to be at the library. So those two scenes connect. And in both of those scenes, Jason Priestley is wearing this T-shirt. Did you get a look at this thing? The back of this T-shirt has this huge fucking lemur face on it. <laughs> no, I missed it. Oh, my God, dude. Second of three incredible shirts in this episode. <laughs> I do love, yeah, because he's like, uh, hey, Mom, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, at five o'clock, I'm going to do uh, uh, surfing with Dylan. So you probably won't even see me in the morning. Oh, by the way, today I'm going to stay super late at the library. So you won't see me at night. I, uh, you got to space this out, oh. Brandon. You got to yep. figure this shit out also, a little bit. Also, also, there's a poltergeist in my room, so do not open the door at <laughs> night. Uh, I've captured him in there. I think he's good. I put a little salt circle, and I did the you know the devil image in it. But like, just don't do it, okay? Brandon, it's a Glen week. I don't care if you're alive or dead. <laughs> What's like Glen Week, <laughs> dude? It's a Glen Week. Hey, hey Ma, you getting some nooners? <laughs> nooners. <laughs> That's right. Uh, whatever. Um, so this sort of culminates with uh, Brandon goes to Nina's place, and he's wearing this fucking this fucking jacket and the whole thing, and he's just like, "So, hey, Nina, how's it going?" She's like, "Oh, cool. Oh, Richard's here." He's like, oh, 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 what? And this fucking this awesome dude. Great casting on this guy. Like yes. He's in his mid-50s. He's balding. Looks he's like z- Dan Castanella. <laughs> he kind of does. He's like, what is he, a professor or practitioner of holistic medicine? Yes. Yeah, he, he was surprised, surprised, this uh, chick's teacher, by the way. Yeah, like, it's her husband, and he, Brandon's like, oh, man. And, like, Richard... Is into it, is yep. all I'm going to say. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. Uh, they Absolutely. Gi- they give him a gift. Everyone that comes over gets a copy of this. And I would love this line. Bre- Brandon just going, oh, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. <laughs> great. Great. <laughs> great. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's a wacky ending to a, a sexy scenario kind of a thing. It's like, yeah. you know, y- kind yep. of a thing. I, I, I take it back. It's not a Dylan episode. It's a Richard episode. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a real winner in all this. And now what happens is Bra- Brandon has to call Brenda at the helpline to talk about his masturbation. Oh, totally. <laughs> yes. Is it weird if I think of Nina and Richard together? <laughs> <laughs> no. Brand, I need help. No, just keep on going. <laughs> keep on going, Brand. <laughs> I just like the way his oily hair goes down his back. Okay, faster, <laughs> faster. <laughs> now, hands off. <laughs> um, so, meanwhile, we cut to we see Grudge Week one more time because I think at this point, um, oh, that's right, Brenda figures out who it is, even though it doesn't make sense how she would. Uh, like she keeps saying throughout the whole episode that she recognizes the voice. Well, you need one, and maybe it's a deleted scene. She, we need this scene in English class where Bonnie yep. pipes up and is like, "Hey, uh, I think it was William Shakespeare who said yada yada yep. yada." But exactly. that doesn't happen. Brenda confronts Bonnie in the hall, and she's like, "Listen, you know, you don't have to do this. I know it's Grudge Week, and these guys don't really respect you, and like, you can go, you can get help, and this, that, the other thing, and." Bonnie's like, this is exactly what I didn't want to happen when I called the fucking helpline, okay? Yep. Yeah, she is, like, laying into this girl in the hallway and, like, clearly doing more damage with all of this. Uh, we do get 
right around here after that dust settles, it's more like, you know, all of a sudden the hallway's full again. I love these scenes where, like, there's two people talking in yeah. the hallway, and I guess they left class right before the bell rings, and then the bell rings at the end of the scene, and all the other kids go into the <laughs> hallway, including David Silver uh, talking with Steve Sanders right here, I believe, and there is the third great shirt of this episode, David Silver wearing a t-shirt. I don't know what this yes. reference is. It's just a t-shirt that says, how do you spell death? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's like, it's black and death is written in big pink letters. It's yeah. It's Could cool. that be the uh, old ska hardcore band death? Oh, oh man. Uh, yeah. From the documentary yeah. band called death. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a good call. I kind of seriously doubt it. I, I would, ho- I would hope not. Cause the colors don't match what their whole thing was, but, <laughs> but just w- what a shirt to wear for the best friend yep. of Scott. <laughs> um, so uh, there's, I would love that a uh, conspiracist, like trying to like, Oh, look, you can tell it's like the uh, Abbey road cover. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, oh, it's like, oh, look, oh, David's wearing this in this scene. We knew. They knew all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, sort of the end of the episode is Brenda, you know, Brenda has told this woman that, you know, this girl, you know, you can get help, yada, yada, yada. But we cut and it's really weird because we can't we shouldn't be able to see her perspective. But we do. Um, It's just Bonnie waiting in the hallway for her friend. It's like, oh, hey, uh, it's, it's after grudge week. It's after whatever event football, basketball game has happened. Uh, and oh, this was the and this sucks. I wonder if this is a deleted scene because this was right after um, when the hallway uh, fills out right here. It's Steve, this is where Steve and David are talking to each other because it's after Steve Sanders has won a tug of war. Yes. And uh, dude, I need to see Ian Ziering participating in a fucking tug of war scene. I have to see yes, that. Yes, agree. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Especially because they won. You've you got know. the extras. Just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, show me Grudge Week. Totally. You could have the one extra I spotted with a fantastically messy mullet. There's the other guy I saw that looks like a human version of Roy from The ha- Simpsons. Have Scott be on the other team so that he falls down in the mud. Oh, yes. Yeah. Humiliate him more, please. Yep. Just, just <laughs> cut Cindy's recycling center shit out of this episode yes. and give me 10 yep. seconds of. Fucking kids falling in the mud in this tug of war. Yep, exactly. Wild and crazy. Wild and crazy. (laughs) Omar Gooding walks out of the gymnasium. Definitely. Um, All right, wait. Omar Gooding, Donnie Jeffcoat. uh, Oh, you'll never uh, get it. No, you're right. Never mind. It's it's two women. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not even gonna try. Um, So the. So yeah, Bonnie is like, hey, uh, whatever, Lisa, you're gonna walk. Julie. Julie, are you gonna walk me to my car? Like you promised. Like. I can't. Uh, Dan and Brad need to know how to get to Molly's house. So, bye. She's like, what a and she's like, ugh. it'll take two seconds. I'm literally nervous and afraid. It's like, bye. Talk to you later. Call me later. Love you. Bye. Don't get murdered or anything. Okay. And you do see, and in in the tug of war bit, this one, this huge jock and this oh. other jock are like, hey Sanders, great job on that tug of war. And he's like, yeah, cool. So what's going on later? He's like, oh, we've got plans. And they gotta yeah. walk off. Uh, so she's walking back. The X Files music is in full effect. <laughs> I bring I think you it's... peace. <laughs> <laughs> I bring you love. 
Dude, I think like the one thing that was actually missing from this scene, X Files music was fine. But dude, how about you get a little? Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. Get that going on, you know? Or Absolutely. get the big fucking score from the entity apropos. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, totally. These two guys come up behind her and they're like, oh, "Hey, Bonnie, how's it going? We uh, we partying tonight or what?" She's like, "I really can't, guys." He's like, "Hey, man, you know, it's this weird thing where he's like, didn't you like it last night?" She's like, "Not really." And he's like. You're gonna like it tonight, whether you like it or not, or whatever. And she's like, "I'm, g- I, I cannot part of it." Then we're gonna have to do this standing up. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> this fuck, fuck, it, it really, it's a, insane. It's, you're in a high school parking lot, dude. Like, yeah, like, you know what I mean. Uh, this SWAT team emerges, <laughs> and I mean, like, this is where the episode <laughs> veers into fantasy, and it's a nice fantasy wherein we find out. So, like, the SWAT team emerges, arrests these guys, and we pan up, and it's Bren- Brenda, Brandon, and Andrea. And they're like, wow, Brenda, how did you know this is going to happen? It's like, well, she always called after 10, so it had to happen at, on school grounds after Grudge Week, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, so she called the LAPD and was like, look, hi, I'm a high school girl, and my friend may or may not be getting assaulted tonight. I'm like, well, we're going to dispatch 10 officers, fucking the, Yeah, the this band. whole sting <laughs> operation, And I mean, like, I wish the world worked like this, but yeah. I, I just don't see it. No, it's very cocaine came in from the coast that night. (laughs) Oh, that's what she should have said. Oh yeah, my friend is uh, involved in a coke deal. It's like, all right, we'll get the guys. Yeah, it's like these like five officers swarm on these guys, arrest guns drawn. I mean, it's fucking crazy. (laughs) I expected to see John McClane there. Uh, but then Brenda uh, and Andrea are like watching this unfold, and Andrea's like, "Don't you want to go down there and say anything?" <laughs> and she's like, "No, I don't." <laughs> no, <laughs> which yeah. is the that's the right move, by the way. Don't go yes, talk to this of girl. Course. No, we don't have to go. We don't have to go down there. They have Kavanaugh in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Kavanaugh, you know, and Scoob or whoever the fuck. Oh yeah, Cooter or whatever is. Uh, the, um, the guy, the main guy, the guy who says we're going to have to do, do this standing up, this guy, George, uh, I, the actor is the son of Ryan O'Neal. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dad, I'm playing a rapist this week. Good job, son. You're going to make it one of these days. Was, maybe, probably not. Was like, maybe I'm conflating things, but wasn't he like, didn't he, didn't one of the sons of Ryan O'Neal have like crazy problems with drugs and the police maybe i'm uh, possibly maybe i'm thinking of michael douglas but i mean i think ryan o'neill himself also did and <laughs> his daughter tatum o'neill had some problems but yeah a son could have also been troubled yeah. i don't know uh, he's still alive so that's helpful um yeah. <laughs> so you know that's kind of it i do yeah i do love the line of like you want to go down there and what what gloat like i don't know like the the, the this, everyone's going to the police station at this point, including Brenda. If this is what's going on, like, unless she like already like made the statement in advance of the raid or something. Sh- the I don't raid. Know. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, again, a nice world to live in for sure, but not the one we're in. Uh, certainly not no. 1990. No, uh, but then it's it's fascinating because it flips back immediately to like the regular tone of the show because it's like, do you want to go down there and talk to this victim? No, that's all right. I need to be alone right now. Cut to. Donna's going to complain about not getting a nose job. <laughs> and you're like, all right, things are back to normal. It's, it's ironic because she never complains about getting nose jobs when I pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? All right, Mr. Spelling, we've got six lines of Donna. Is that enough for the episode? Can the episode go to air? Hmm, 
I guess so. Yes, but other characters should be saying the name Donna at least <laughs> anywhere from 12 to 17 times. <laughs> And by the way, it, just in from the internet ticker, I looked up the O'Neill family, and the actor that plays this George character is Patrick O'Neill, but his brother Redmond O'Neill was the one that was charged with attempted murder. Oh, oh how so about it's that? Wrong O'Neill, I had. You 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 name your son Red? <laughs> yeah, you're kind of yeah. asking for it a little bit. Uh, was um was this dude uh, sentenced to prison or what? Uh, two counts of assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, I, this is from the Hollywood Reporter. I don't see. I mean, I'm sure this might be an old article. I mean, he's probably gone to court by now. Interesting. But anyway, there is a great uh, after the nose job line. There's another great thing because we have to wrap up. Uh, Brandon telling Steve Sanders that like nothing went down uh, with Nina, and Brandon goes. Uh, or, uh, Steve Sanders is like. I fucking knew it, Walsh. You blew it, man. You blew it. And Brandon goes, nothing was blown. And then there's definitely, there's a pause, and there is a Steve Sanders smirk right here. Yeah. And I was like, yep, we are making blowjob jokes on Fox <laughs> television. Absolutely. I, no, she just massaged the testicles of my thighs. <laughs> uh, so Brandon goes up to this girl. You know, he sees Lucy staring at him again, and he goes up to her, and he's like, hey, you know what? Your name, you're Lucy, right? She's like, yes, I am. And he's like, got a nice smile and he walks away which also by the way always tell women they have nice smiles you know what unsolicited you'd be be prettier if you smiled more bye (laughs) you've got a gorgeous smile but if you look at me one more fucking time (laughs) it's five across the eyes lucy okay i wanted us to know each other before it happens but you know what's up now uh hey take your headphones out take your fucking headphones out i'm talking to you uh, but then Scott goes up to Lucy in her post. A gl- she's got this glow, and he's like, "Hi, Lucy." She's like, "Hi, Scott." And he's like, "Ah, oh, I didn't last five seconds." <laughs> and look, Scott gets the last line of the episode. Like, huh? Pretty cool, or whatever he says. Yeah, t- I, don't, I don't know what the sign off is, but it's a Scott sign off. Did not see that coming. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and that's like the end of this episode. It was. We did a very special. It, it is weird to like pair this very special with this like wacky subplot to kind of keep the tone sort of neutral, I guess. I and that I mean uh, to a degree, it's successful in that. Like I think that's clearly what yeah is going on here. It's like what ridiculous thing and oh brandon you know thinks he's gonna get jerked off by this woman at her <laughs> you know holistic uh, healing event or whatever like yeah that's about uh, the farthest like between that and like you got steve sanders talking about tug of war i mean you know <laughs> the the tone winds up just being like you're right like it's just a five like yeah. completely <laughs> flat you know uh and i'm sure we'll never talk about this i'm positive we'll never talk about this teen line again uh, <laughs> what does rap- Andre- was it the rap line yeah teen rap line that's right Mm -hmm. yeah you gotta wrap your emotional problems you're going through (laughs) i'm almost positive uh speaking of saved by the bell had an episode with a teen line as well i Uh, think you're right yeah speaking of good morning miss bliss this is clearly percolating around the culture at some point uh around this time uh so as we do uh, every uh end of every episode i'll go around the horn are you excited to continue by the way next episode and i'm fucking thrilled to tell all you guys it is the beginning of Brenda and Dylan's courtship. It's fucking. Oh, it's yes. fucking I saw that. Finally. It's, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Which is, I love it. 
Uh, so uh, are you excited to continue? Uh, any parting shots on this particular episode or anything you, you're thinking of? Christopher Cabot. Uh, I mean, as long uh, knowing that the next one is Dylan Heavy really helps this one go down. Because <laughs> I think they bit off a little too much here with the whole... It, it shouldn't have... I don't think it should have been rape. I think it should have yes. been like an actual runaway. Mm-hmm. Like, and just talk about that. And because it gets real fucking close uh, uh, towards the end. And it's real creepy. And it just it fucks up the tone of the show, which Absolutely. is also about a fucking massage coming. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, as long as we're getting some Dylan and we're going to get back to just like normal drama in high school stuff next week. Let's go. Let's do it. Eric. Yeah, I agree with everything Chris just said. So I'm not going to repeat everything. But uh, yes, we are continuing. What choice do I have? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good thing to think about this Memorial Day. That's for sure. Uh, Andrew Jupin. Yeah, you know it's kind of funny because a uh, little uh, insight into the WHM recording sked here. Uh, we were recording this on the Friday right before Memorial Day weekend. So like this has become a really nice Friday ritual for me. Is like I watch this in the morning. We do the show, and then, like, then I just kind of have my Friday, which is pretty great. But, boy, the peppering in of Dylan here, I am just, like, sashaying into the weekend, man. (laughs) I'm ready to go. And I will say for next week, like, yes, Steve, what you said is true, of course. But a line from this plot summary that will tease things even further. All that's going on between Dylan and Brenda, however... Meanwhile, it says, Steve Sanders meets a woman who will be speaking at an AIDS seminar at school, which leads... No, 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 shut up, shut up, shut up, shut your pretty little lips, Chris Cavan, because I'm not done yet. AIDS seminar at school, which leads everyone into discussing condoms. finally. Yes, yes. Finally. It's a Memorial Day miracle. Thankfully, we have seven full days to gear up for that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so thank you guys for. And yeah, I, I, I'm always. I'm, I'm. I'm actually really excited. I do think like once the Brenda and Dylan storyline really starts is when 90210 kind of starts in earnest, and they kind of figure out what the hell they're doing here, which is just a teen soap opera, which is why I'm here. Um, and yeah, I exactly. Do, and I do agree with Chris. Like even like some of the descriptions this woman is giving, yeah. like on the teen line, it's just. It goes too far for what the episodes... And again, like, teen rape is a real thing and yada, yada, yada. And it's really important to talk about it and how to say no and it's okay. But there's better ways to do it than this cheesy episode. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anyway, with that, uh, that is the end of our broadcast... Or it's the beginning of our broadcast week, I should say. Uh, we got a ton of great stuff coming up. We've got an episode tomorrow on the main feed. We're continuing going pirate crazy. We're going to Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides with special guest uh, Jordan Searles of Bitch Media and uh, the Bad Romance Pod. She was awesome on this episode. Yeah. We already recorded it. We're, we, we, had a, we had a blast. Um, we've got on what's coming up on this week on the Patreon feed, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this Wednesday on the Patreon, we are getting an animation damnation on That's Right, The Jetsons featuring a giant woman. <laughs> and this, at some point, I think later this week or probably over the weekend, we're going to be releasing Don's Plum because May is almost over somehow. Uh, yeah. uh, that was a side of our sleeves that we recorded last week. It's kind of insane. That movie, steer clear of it, but listen uh. to our conversation. Uh. <laughs> there you go. It's easy to steer clear of it, too. Uh, so that's uh, that's Melro210 uh, for this week. Thank you for sticking around. Thanks for uh, checking out our Patreon to patreon.com slash we hate movies. 
And thanks for yeah. uh, just just being a fan and happy also, memorial. Oh, please. Yeah, tell tell your friends, too. You know, this is a perfect time because everyone's looking for content to, during quarantine and especially, you know, essential workers or if you're just working from home and that can be a slog. You know, tell your friends about the show. Oh, and I will also ask to uh, rate and review the pod and also rate when if you're rate and reviewing now to see what's going on. Let us know what you think about Melrose 210. We'll see how we're going to continue this, whether we're going to continue this, assuming we ever have that choice. Yeah. Um, right. so, Good caveat. Uh, that is that's Melrose 210 for Monday. See it, see it this week. Oh, and also Thursday we're going to Melrose Place. I have been Stephen Sadak, Andrew Jupin, Eric Siska, Chris Cabin. Take it easy and remain indoors. That was a HeadGum Podcast.